0: of the MBL News Podcast. I am Evan and I'm joined by Aiden here.
1: Hi guys, what's
0: going on? So basically the plan for this podcast is uh just have a a weekly recap every week, try and release it every Wednesday. And then maybe um different types of podcasts, different episodes where we might interview players, commentators, Coaches, whatever it is, whatever you like, um, we'll get that running in a couple of weeks' time. But at the moment, I think we're just going to keep a, a weekly routine uh, every Wednesday, just recap the week of uh, news. So if you've got any suggestions for segments or who to interview, then simply DM NBL News on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, and uh, we'll reply to you. But Aiden, let's get this started, shall we?
1: Yes, we should. We've been waiting to make this, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um. So let's start off with the revised schedule for yep. round one, round two. No games for the breakers or the wildcats. Um. But
1: why is this in for Perth? Because you're not letting anyone in. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you reckon there should have been a a a hub start of the first round?
1: Well, I think we both agreed I should start with the NBL Cup. Just get that done and over with, and then have everyone. You know, really, okay, like after that, but you know, it's yeah. a changing world, it changes every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, probably round one, you would, would be better starting with a hub with you know, you want breakers, you want all the teams playing round one, but um, you know, it's good to finally get some basketball this weekend. Um, so it looks yep. like uh, Hawks are playing twice, Can's playing, right, playing home twice. games, and uh, the 36 is also playing two games as well. Yep. So we'll see how that goes, but hopefully round three we can get some home games in in Melbourne or Victoria, and also in New South Wales. But yeah. um
1: it will be the Bendigo game we have.
0: Yeah, the Bendigo game. I'll uh, we'll see how that goes between Melbourne and Phoenix. Hopefully that goes ahead in round three. But yep. one main question with with this season is: Do you think the Breakers at any point this season will get home games?
1: Right now I would say no, because each team will have to like isolate back the Munich when they come back. But who knows, they might have a New Zealand hub.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean Corey Webster's been asking for a New Zealand hub uh, for a couple of weeks now. Which isn't a bad idea, but um you know I... It There won't
1: be any revenue for that in my opinion. Yeah. Because all money comes from Melbourne or Sydney or Perth.
0: Yeah. But uh, hopefully, they get some home games in the season. But it may hurt their chances at the finals. We'll go into our predictions later. But uh, it's got to be a tough year for the Breakers and, and teams that won't get home games to start of the season. But we'll we'll see how that goes. But I think what the NBL have done, Larry Kessman, Jeremy Walliger, all the guys there, to get the season up and running this weekend, they've done a, a great job. Round one, round two fixes release. Really. So I'm just excited. So, next story is um, Jack Jumper's head coach. Kind of came out of nowhere last last week. Um yep. Scott Roth, uh, Perth Wildcats assistant coach from last season and this season, will step into that Jack Jumper's role in March. Uh, was he the correct option?
1: Well, I don't know much about it, but I know he's got a good coaching history with uh, his assistant coach for, like, five different NBA clubs. Um, yeah. He's done, he's been with Dallas, Memphis, Toronto, Golden State and Detroit. So, you know, he's got good history. He also um, coached the G League Timberwolves team. So he's got experience there.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, he's got a lot of experience coaching, FIBA, Europe, you know, wherever it is, you know, he's, he's coached there and he's got such a, a large resume. And I think he's, I think he's the perfect role for the jack jumpers. You look at the the others that were interviewed, for the job, uh, you got the Taipan's assistant coach Jamie O'Loughlin, the Phoenix current assistant coach Judd Flavel, and even Anthony Stewart, former yep. player. Um, so I think looking at those options, I think Scott Roth, with his resume and experience, I think he's ready to to, to bring the Jack Jumpers a uh, successful inaugural season, um, and in the future, I think he's signed a, a two two or three year deal. So um
1: yeah please deal a club option third deal.
0: Yeah, club option thirty deal. So I think uh I think it's the perfect signing for them. I mean another potential option that um was rumored about was Phil Handy. And yeah imagine a scene if, brought it up. Yeah, imagine a scenes if Phil Handy, the, the current Lakers assistant coach, I think he's assistant coach, but um he's he's a pretty popular name in the NBA. Uh, in the NBA at the moment. So to get him across, former NBL player, obviously he's done some work with Melbourne United um, in the past year. So imagine him.
1: Well, yeah, I think coming from like from America to show it was going to be hard for him to come down, but that's probably yeah, exactly. Team.
0: I think that's what it came down to that, the, him coming over across. And I think LeBron James wants to keep him there. So it's hard. Would you rather <laughs> coach Jack Jumpers or LeBron James? Um, you no. Know, but it would have been pretty surreal to see Phil Handy as a head coach in this league. But I still think Scott Roth is a great, great sign to get the Jack Jumpers up and running.
1: Well, he's got that resume, so he knows what it takes to get into the NBA. People don't want to get in there.
0: Exactly. All right. Now it is time for the predictions this season. Um, so we've both done different um, predictions of the ladder. MVP, the award winners, etc first team, second team. Yep. And uh basically most of these predictions are gonna be related to the recent preseason games we've had in the uh in the off season. So um let's get this underway. With nine oh, yeah, players, yeah. I yep. went for thirty sixes.
1: I'm still going to bullets, you know they beat Southeast. I don't They've got really a young-ish team, so it's going to be interesting. Like, they've got Russian starters, but I'm worse about the Bench.
0: So you're going with the Bullets? I've, I've gone with the 36ers. I think, no, I'm not too sure of the imports, plus the Johnson and Humphreys. I don't think, you know, I know Johnson can stretch the floor, the floor, but I just don't think those two big guys on the court together, I'm still unsure how those two will work. I'm unsure about the signing of Tony Crocker. I, you know, he's kind of like a, a Raymond Moore type player for them last season. Come off the bench and plays his role. I think they needed someone bigger than that. They needed someone to to go down to in the clutch. I mean, they do have Donald Sloan, but you know, there's I don't think there's many options on that team.
1: Donald that much.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he had a good game against Cairns, 24 points, um, and Josh goody has been playing well too, but. Yeah, I'd, they just don't have that incredible option—a guy that can win MVP on their roster, in my opinion.
1: We'll find out. <laughs> eighth place, I went with the Bullets. Yeah, I think we both, you know, had the opposites from eighth nine, but yeah, i
0: Yeah, I just think Bullets and thirty sixes, I think lots of people have been ha- having them at the uh, in the bottom two. I just think the Bullets again. You know, I don't know about their... Their local signings. I like the import signing of Vic Law. Orlando Johnson is, you know, he's had some injuries in the past few years, so he'll be interesting signing. But Lamar Patterson is a huge loss for them, and it's just be interesting how to recover. But um, looking at the other rosters and how they went in preseason, especially against those early games against the Thirty Sixers, um, you know, I think, you know, I don't think they'll be just as good as other teams that are above them.
1: Well, think? for Brisbane to have a good year, they need Frawley to get going. You've got, if following gets going, then you know they'll be fine. But who knows?
0: Yeah, I think Frawley. Uh, he he needs a big season. If the Bullets want to make finals, Frawley needs a big season. So he needs a big season, and Big Law needs to be. Got in the big loss of Will play. Magne. Yeah, and they lost Will Magne, which is a, a big loss. Will Magne, Lamar Patterson, two huge losses for them this season. So, Andre Lamiris has a. Big task on his hands this season. Yeah,
1: he does. I'm very big fan.
0: Seventh place, I went with the Hawks.
1: I went with Sydney. Sydney. Mm-hmm. Seventh place. No, Cooks. Well, Cooks being injured earlier makes me kind of, like, I had them above the Hawks originally, but the Cooks injury has hurt. And I don't know if they've got big centers because, you know, Kikot's carrying injury as well, so.
0: That's right. I think Hawks, I mean... Mind you, they have Brian Gordon, the greatest coach, the NBL scene, and they've had some really nice additions: Deng Adel, Cam Bestel, two former NBA players that are locals. Um, Tyler Harvey's great signing, Justinian Jessup, what a next star he just got drafted by the Warriors this year, or no, 2020. Um, I still, you know, still a brand new team. Like more than half of their team's been replaced, and um, Brian Gorgian hasn't been in the league few Years now, it's definitely changed since the last time he was here, but um, no, I just it's, it's kind of impressive. Like against Perth. They did, they did do well against Perth, but I just they're they're kind of it feels like they're a brand new team coming into the league, so
1: they can either jump really high or surprise or go really low with one of the, those two teams. Like, I think they've got the potential to go like top four, even, but who knows?
0: Yeah, I think they have the chance to go top four, but. Again, looking at the other teams, I think Hawks, brand new team, still, you know, unsure how they'll do this season. So I put them seventh place. Someone's got to finish there. So I've gone with the Hawks. <laughs> um, number six. all right, you might be surprised with my one here, but I've gone with the Breakers. With the Hawks.
1: Ooh, yeah. go with the Hawks. Well, I went to Hawks because I think they're just over Sydney right now because giving injuries to. You know, some
0: stars they need. Yeah, I went with the Breakers. Look at the before the pre season games I thought looking at their, their team on paper, they were stacked. And when I mean stacked, they were stacked. But the the breakers, that preseason game game against Phoenix last week, they lost by thirty-three points. Thirty-three yeah, points. Went- and I know it's pre season game. But if you lose them by thirty-three points, I don't have much hope for you in the season.
1: Well, yeah. That's interesting because well, apparently got it apparently from later and Mary Colton Iverson might not be the best fit for them anymore, but who knows.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Colton Iverson might not be the best fit for them but it's only one pre-season, pre-season game Mark my is not in shape but he'll get going. I think he'll still have uh, just as good as a season as last season but the question, the, the reason I've put them six is as I stated before, I don't think the breakers will get many home games this season or any, which is why I put them six. Home games meet a lot in the NBA, in my opinion. But, um, the uh, the other reason is Corey Webster, the avocado injury, <laughs> the avocado injury, yeah,
1: okay,
0: Um, I think. Uh, he'll be a major loss for them at the start of the, start of the season. Um, yep. But I also think, are they two-stacked? No, you know, is Corey Webster... Should Corey Webster come off the bench? You know, I think he's he's definitely a starter in the league and he's one of the best locals in the ml And I just... You know, are they two-stacked? I don't know. That's... It's kind of a funny statement to say. Two-stacked to, to be good. But... See how Dan Schmier goes. I mean... I've put them six, but lots of people have them in the four. Um, uh, who do you have? Fifth. I've gone with the Phoenix.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: I think they're just, they're, they're in that area, four to six? I think. I, I don't think they're a top two, top three team. I just think they'll be a mediocre team this season. I really like them, Puerto. Kiefer Sykes and, and Ben Moore. Reminds me a little bit of. Machado and Cam uh, Oliver, but um, I don't know the the, the locals. They have Tarangi, Glidden. They didn't have as much impact on the Bullets last season, so they you know everyone's expecting them. To be yeah, everyone's expecting them to really improve. Um, what are your thoughts on the Phoenix this season?
1: Well, I don't top four right now because they have missing Jane for about a month, maybe less, because of that back injury. So they've got Tristan Forsythe that I will think that would be their backup center for a bit more. But Kendall's going to lift off the bench if has if a chance to make a playoff.
0: Yeah,
1: that's right. Um, Colin, keep on to Keep on to stay healthy. but
0: Yeah, bang on there. Um, Glidden and Torino, they're starting, they've got to have Big seasons. Glynn has to go back to his his Taipans form. He was an absolute jet in that last season with the Cairns Taipans and Tarangi. They've
1: been doing well preseason, both of them. I
0: can tell you that. Exactly. They've been looking- I was about to say Tarangi's had a really good preseason. So as long as those two play well, the, and Ben Moore and Keith Sykes, really good imports, have the potential to be second team place. Oh, I'm are forgetting Mitch Creek. How could we forget Mitch Creek on that roster? Young. Well, the thing
1: is, they don't have to rely on Mitch Crick anymore. So that's,
0: exactly. a, that's why I'm not mentioning him. Exactly. I mean, they've got some really good players. Um, it's just a matter Taronga, of.
1: That. Well, Turing is in the minutes unlike last season. So he'll play more and he'll get more opportunities to show off you know, what he's got.
0: Yeah, I think he's a, he definitely deserved more minutes than the Bullets last season. So yeah. I'm excited to see him get some court time this season. I'm excited to see Yanni Wetzel come off the bench. I think, I think it's a very underrated player coming into this season.
1: Um, yeah, the losses to the Bullets in the process were without Yanni. Well, Yanni played but got out, found out. Ben Moore was, not, was still in you know, isolation. They had like for a while. Yeah. My two, like, two points in that game was decent because they had no um, big, that would defend Harry Fox
0: Yeah, that's right. They, they lost that game against the Bullets Oh, did they lose? I think they am pretty sure they lost.
1: Yeah, I think they lost because you, know, you got fouled out. It was a game. It was like a I don't know. I think it was like a two points.
0: Yeah, they lost by two points and lost by ten points. And I think they were missing. They were missing Pino, They were missing the imports. So were the bullets. But um, I still think Ben Moore, Sykes, and uh, Penu. Once you bring them all back into the squad, and and Gibber was injured too. I'm pretty sure. So. Once you bring all those guys back to the squad, they they're going to be a very good team this season. Carl
1: Adam as well.
0: Kyle Adam is very good off the bench too. Top four, we move on to. Yeah. I have
1: got Cairns. New next.
0: Cairns fourth.
1: What is Zealand fourth? New Zealand fourth. As you know, per fourth, sorry, per.
0: Per. Yeah, look, I'm going with Cairns here. I think. They're they kind of pushing the top four. They're, I think a big loss for them is DJ Newbell, but Noy and Majavi Majave King. They need some big. They need a big season both of them. So does Jurek. We need to stay healthy. Yeah, um, those three, they can step up and play, play as big as a role as Newell did last season. Defence player of the year. They'll they'll definitely make finals. I mean, when you go Cam Oliver, Scott Machado, they are a tough team.
1: Yeah, well, every time with tried to for two years, which is a big surprise, but it's good for them.
0: Yep. Um, so third, I've gone with the Wildcats.
1: I've gone to Brokers.
0: Yeah. So I think we'll talk about the Wildcats, and I'm just disappointed yeah. that no one on NBL over time, not Corey, not Liam, not Cam, put Perth in the four. Right? <laughs> I understand that the, their roster isn't probably the best on paper in in the league this season. But we're talking about the Perth Wildcats here. 30, 34, 35, who knows now, we've lost count of how many straight finals they have been to. They have what Corey Williams says, the best, the goat import of the NBL, Bryce Cotton. That's his words, not mine, goat import. <laughs> and... As long as I feel like Cotton should get his citizenship, should become a local during the season, all they need to do, add big Plumley, and they're an unstoppable team again. What do you think about Perth this
1: season? They're looking decent. Luke Travers, John Mooney doing well. I'm more sure about the jab-based injury replacement for Majuk Majuk, but...
0: Yeah, I would have thought that they'd get a better option for Majuk Majuk you know, guys like Benke Joyce or um try and push I mean they try to push with Brock Modem and yeah. uh, earlier in the off season couldn't get, they lost Nick Kay. I would have thought they pushed more to bring Nick Kaye back, the only player that opted out of their contract that didn't come back to the league. Um well I thought they would
1: have signed John Mini as next off and then have room to get pumped with
0: Yeah as well. Some some of their off season moves have Been questionable. I mean, John Mooney should have been next star. Would have thought they would, you know, if they had that, they would have got another import center by now. And you know, and, and then MBO overtime would have all had them, all three of them would have had perfect the top four. But they've got to come through.
1: Blanchfield, Blanchfield will play well, I reckon, under
0: yeah, Blanchfield is a great addition too for that team. Um, to replace Tariko White, I think he could be. Uh, really big impact on that team. Um,
1: How did they replace Jamie Martin? That's my question for you.
0: And Damian Martin's a big loss for them. I mean, they've lost um, four of their starters from last season. Um, but they're the Perth Wildcats. They always find a way. Trevor Gleeson, um, one of the best coach in the league. I'm going to say the best coach in the league. But he won't win coach of the year. We'll get into that later. I think <laughs> the best coach in the league and did a pair of podcasts simple as that
1: all right well he's made the finals multiple times.
0: second place i'm going with the kings
1: i cans
0: and so let's talk about the the kings we haven't talked to them about them much but you said before cooks is a is a big loss for them
1: yeah cooks been injured He's going to heavily rely on craig mall
0: yeah what do you, what do you think of the um vodanovic injury
1: replacement that's a good sign. He can knock down the three. I think it just didn't work out in New Zealand. What, what ultimately, so he'll. I think he'll fit in really well. Yeah, I didn't he, see much of him, but I know he can knock down the three. He's just.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was the New Zealand MBO MVP. Um, he was he was a gun in yeah, during the twenty twenty New Zealand MBO season. Um, I mean, Cooks is a major loss for them during the season, but I think Craig myler has got to step up. Play, play a good role. I think he's very underrated. Kings fans yep. should not be worried. All right, they're thinking they might not make finals because Cooks is out. They lost
1: to Jason right. Tate as well.
0: Moller's underrated. Sean Bruce, the um, DJ, their new new rookie they've added in from University of Miami. DJ's back. I mean, they're still Casper Ware, Jarrell Martin. Um, yeah, Jarrell
1: just played for Memphis recently, I think.
0: Yeah, I think two years ago, he played for the Grizzlies. He played almost a full season for them. So I, I still think they're easily a finals team. Um, You know, yeah, they've lost Andrew Bogut, Kevin Lynch, Cooks. For the season, You, he, he might come back later on, you know. Jay Sean Tate. Jay Sean Tate playing for the Houston Rockets now. Lots of major uh, losses for their team this season. But I still think Kings fans should not be worried even if Cooks is out injured. I mean, they, they played one preseason game against the Hawks and they beat them. So I think Casper Ware, he's, he's not going to... It's his redemption season and he's not going to go yeah. out missing the finals. So um, I think Kings are still a very hot team to beat. Um, to go to a first place? We already know who first place is. Well,
1: we both have the same thing.
0: <laughs> Melbourne United, all right? Who wouldn't have Melbourne United first? Um, right now, I'm pretty sure one of the NBL overtime boys did, but um, I mean that that starting five you could not get more of a perfect starting five. Then, then McCarron, the a ball handler that you know in contention for one of the best defensive players in the league, um, great passer. You got Chris Gauding and knock a uh, lock uh, guy that just. Shoots lights out every night. We know what Chris Gordon does. Scotty Hobson, the ISO king in the NBL. He was Very a great guy breakers last season. DB at the power forward and, and Jock Landau. I mean, that team is looking good, and especially in their preseason. Did you, did you see they um, they won every preseason game by at least over 15 points?
1: It's just preseason. have been down. <laughs> I know it's preseason
0: but they, they killed the Cairns Taipans uh, not only once. I wouldn't say killed, but they, they beat them by 16 the first night. I yeah. think they beat them by 15 the second night, I'm not too sure. But they look good. It's, it's a perfect cross, so they've got a, a tough bench. The bench,
1: bench hold their positions when, you know, McDaniel needs to lift, in my opinion, you know, off the bench.
0: Yeah, other than McDaniel, I think Ely is great backup from the Karen. Udo Barber is coming in as another underrated player in the league this season. He's he's athletic. He can he can shoot the ball. Uh, he's quick as well. Um, Jack White, I'm excited to see him this season. And uh, Joe Lualacul, he's uh,
1: he, he's your I, point guard.
0: Yeah, he is. I think he he could be um, he could do really well with Landell. Um, I think they could run well together. He's he's a quick seven-footer, works well in the post, good defensive player. I, th- I think that they're, they're just good all around Melbourne. They have got a great coach, Dean Vickerman. They play well in pre-season. Um, plus, haven't mentioned that they still have an import spot left. So if one of their locals is injured, they can bring in an import, whoever it is, and they're just. It's unreal the talent they've got. They're they lucky they get John, like, the Landau, But, um, yeah, should, should we get into award winners now, Edis? Let's
1: go. Let's go with the first team for you. You want
0: to go first team or or the uh, awards MVP?
1: We'll do the awards. We'll do the first team and the second team. Surprise uh, with the. Award
0: let me hear your your first team. Your starting five for your first team. Well, we're going for Machado, Cotton, Creek, Oliver, Landau. Right Jeez. Jeez, you've try, got the try, try. exact same as me, Machado, Cotton Creek or the Landau. Why have
1: you chosen those five? Well, I think Landau will have an impact and wants to go in the NBA. All of us should do the same thing as last season, just repeat, you know. Creek's been impressive in pre-season and he's not the main scorer. He's got Carl scoring and Ruben, so he's still doing well in getting numbers. And you can't go past Cotton, he's just, you know, like you said, the goat of the NBL uh, imports. And Machado, he was impressive last season and he just signed a two-year deal. You would expect him to do well. Yeah, exactly.
0: I, I I think Machado's probably got to go in as the best point guard in the league. Carton, we know what he can do. I, I was tossing and turning with, with Creek. should he go in the first team. Um, but I think uh, if, if Phoenix want to be top five team, top four team, has got to have an MVP type season. And I think he's very capable of doing that. Cam Oliver, we know what he does. And Jock Landau, he he should be in the NBA. So that's why he's, he's first team. Um, he's second team. Second team, I've gone with Casper Ware, Lamar Patterson, Scotty Hobson, Vic Law, and Jarrell Martin. Casper Ware, Lamar Patterson, Scotty Hobson, Vic Law, and Jarrell Martin, what are your five?
1: My five is site. Like, Casper, no, just Simon, Adele, Patterson, and Law. with a really small ball second team.
0: Small ball, I like it. But Justin Simon, I'm not. I'm, what what's what's the reason behind Justin Simon in the second team?
1: I reckon he might be surprising a lot of people. Good defensively, could maybe shoot the ball, like, be like Connor, a bit. Just surprises a lot of people.
0: That's a fair assumption, but uh, I think. <laughs> I think Lamar Patterson will. You know, he, he normally starts a season off poorly, but once he gets once he gets going, he is going to be an absolute jet for for the Breakers this season. Um, so is Hobson. We know what he he didn't play a full season. Hobson, I I was tossing and turning with him, and Creek in the first team, but I put him in the second team. Um. Uh, I mean, he didn't play a full season last season. Um, and he missed half a game because of that Illawarra Breakers game with a roof. So there was a leak in the roof. So he's yeah. missed a lot of games. I think he can definitely be an MVP contention. Um, and and in a power forward, I think Vic Law. I don't, I don't think many people have talked about Vic Law this season. Um, he is going to be. Uh, Pretty good player for the Bullets. If, if they want to make finals, he's got to be an MVP player. And, and Jarrell Martin, we know what he can do in the NBA. So I think he's ready to replace Bogut in that role.
1: MVP, who do you have?
0: MVP. Lots of people have been going with Scott Machado. Um, Or Jock Landell. But I just can't go past Bryce Cotton, all right? He's clearly the best player on the Wildcats. He is going to have to score over twenty points per game this season for Perth to be a championship contender. And he's got it in. He's brass cotton. You no know, it's it's a safe choice, I'll admit. But he um he's brass cotton, man. He's what else can I say? MVP. It's that easy.
1: Well I've got to score much Machado like the results have chosen, but I just think he'll bounce back and try to push his team to the finals and make it playoffs.
0: Yeah, lots of people have been thinking Machado, Cotton, Landau. So, um, uh, rookie of the year, I've gone with Majabe King. All right, I've, uh, I, was, I was looking at Jessup, I was looking at um Josh Kitty, but I think Majabe King's got to be a um very impactful player on that Taipan's team um, this season. I think they'll make finals. He'll be um, either the third or fourth best player between Q and Noi. Um, and I, I think he he can win Rookie of the Year. I mean, he did have a bad game against Josh Giddy, but the game before the first game, that was closed-door game, he had 18 points, I believe. So I think he, he has he's very capable of winning this Rookie of the Year award when I
1: have Justin Jessup from Boise State.
0: Yeah, Jessup. Yeah, I was deciding between Jessup King Giddy Um,
1: well, I just uh, think, I he's think he's gonna the ball out and be like yeah. what, what to do for the next year off.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's an unreal shooter. And uh, I, he played really well in preseason. The only thing... I didn't have him. He's, he's, he's got to be overshadowed by guys like Deng Adele, who didn't get much preseason action. He only had one game against Perth and then was injured for the rest. Mind you, Jessup still played really well in that game. That game against the, uh, with Deng Adele. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I went with King. So, six men of the year. Who have you gone i got Shaq
1: from Pelton United. He did a good job last season coming on when... Um, what's his name? Miller Merle- Trimble had to go to the bench, so he stepped up, but I don't think he'll be the starting. So he's probably going to have more minutes on the bench.
0: Yeah, I like Chael. He's a very similar player to to McCarran. He's got to be able to knock that three ball more this year. But very defense, very good defensive player, very good uh, passer, um, and I think he's in strong contention. It's it's a harder at six men of the year, because you don't know what's gonna happen during the season who's starting like
1: last season it'll be that kind of race like be over time it'll be one of those toss and turnings
0: yeah I've, I've i've gone with clint Steindl. you know i've been thinking about it corey webster may have been an option
1: um the might be a wild option
0: <laughs> yeah um but clint Steindl was was my firm choice i feel like he's Gotta come off the bench for the whole year and he's he's just you never came him. off the bench for the Wildcats last season. He was he he really helped them get over the line in those situations. He'd come on, put the ball in the net in those preseason games, he was shooting lights out. So I expect a big season from him off the bench. He's just he's when he comes on, he just makes such a big impact.
1: Yeah he does. He does make it like he can shoot the ball and he plays defensively. He's just all well, over the place.
0: Uh most uh, improved. Who do you have? I've gone with Harry Frawling, who you going with.
1: Well, if you say it's healthy, Courtnoy.
0: Noy. Noy. Yeah, lots of people are going with Q Noy and i I was thinking between him and Frawling, but I think I've gone with Frawling. He's he had a really good game against Phoenix in preseason. Uh, I think he had thirty point a double double with thirty points, and he's still young. I think last season with the thirty sixes definitely wasn't his best year, and he's still got a lot of potential. Frolling. he can easily um, be a starter on the Bullets. I don't think he'll he'll start. I think Hodgson's got a start for them. I feel like at the start of the season, but as it carries on. He's got to step into that that Magnet type role and just he's, he's got to be such an improvement to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he he's got what it takes to, to improve. It's it's another hard war too. It's like who can, you know, so. Kyle Anlam might
1: take it to another level. That's a, you know.
0: Yeah, Kyle Andrum's not a, a bad shout. I mean, he, he played well in preseason as well. But, um, I did like your current choice. I mean, uh, he was injured for half the season. And I definitely think if he has a big season with the Taipans this year, wins most improved, he has a very big chance of making the NBA.
1: Yep, definitely. Defensive player of the year? Huh? Oh, defensive. Who'd you go with? I think I'm wearing Justin Simon. I did have him in my second team. So I reckon Simon's just gonna be that any for at Hawks just defensively.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I mean, he's been labelled the Bryce Cotton stopper. It's a big name to have, but eight steals against that second game against Perth, he had eight steals and held Cotton to six points in, and Cotton played over twenty-five minutes. I'm pretty sure. So he definitely has what it takes to be the best defensive player in the league. It's just a matter of him being consistent throughout the season. And I don't think it should be labeled as, you know, if he leads the league in steals or blocks, if he has the ability to shut down the the opposition's best player every night to under fifteen points under the what they average, I think that will get him the defensive player of the year, not the amount of steals he gets if he manages to shut down guys like Lamar Patterson Cotton every night.
1: The steals are just a bonus.
0: Yeah, that's right. Coach
1: of the year. I think we've both had the same so Dean Vickerman.
0: No, I haven't gone with Dean Vickerman. Who? I didn't have him. I was deciding between Gleason and Adam Forde. Alright. I think Gleason, he's he's won how many rings now with Perf? Six? Five? Five rings? Five or six. Oh, no. it's one of two. And he, I don't think he's won a coach of the year with Perth. Um, might have to check that, but I'm pretty sure he has not won coach of the year. Lost, the he definitely hasn't won the last two years, um, as coach of the year when he's he's brought the Perth Wildcats rings, bring brought them championships. So I think it's finally the year with all the doubts this season with their poor roster. I probably wouldn't call it poor roster, but a roster not as good as everyone else's. If he can bring bring that team to a championship, he finally deserves to get that coach of the year spot. But I've gone with Adam for rookie coach. He's been working up the ranks through Perth and Sydney. And um, if he manages to get Sydney as a top two team is what I predicted, he definitely deserves that coach of the year. I think it deserves a guy like Adam ford in his rookie year as a head coach in the NBL. He's got a big task on his hands, but I think uh, if he can bring the Kings to a top-two team, uh, I think he can get that over Trevor Gleason, but I think those two will be fighting it out.
1: Well, yeah, I've gone with Dean because I just think bob United, top-four finish, he'll be you know, up there. There's a good list for him to coach, so... He'll be happy.
0: All right, Champs, I've got with Melbourne United, Finals MVP, Scotty Hobson.
1: on, Cairns and Oliver came over. Cam Oliver. Cam gonna show Jock how it's done down
0: Yeah, I mean that it's gotta be an interesting battle throughout the season. Cam Oliver, Jock Landau. Um we did get a glimpse of that. Um in preseason. <laughs> I think it was a pretty even matchup from, from what I saw. Um, but I think Melbourne, as again, I've, I've talked about why they'll finish first. Same reasons, as why they'll be champions. Um, they just got the perfect roster. So, there's our predictions done. If you just want to have a look at them, they'll be posted on Instagram, yeah. Twitter, Facebook. Um, if you want a better look at them, um, but yeah, that was a in depth look at our predictions. Uh, we'll finish it off here with uh, fantasy teams for the week. So, what we'll probably do each week. We'll, we'll um, talk about our fantasy teams, um, go through um, the ins and outs of our team, and, and etc. You know. Um, but I, I want to give a quick shout out to Basketball Blokes on Twitter. If trying to figure out what's the best players, you know, all fantasy NBA fantasy stuff, Basketball Blokes on Twitter is the best place for it. Shout out to them. They've, they've helped me along the way to build my team. So. Just want to give a shout out to them if, you, if, you, if you're looking to, um, for suggestions to be a better fantasy player in the NBL, for NBL fantasy, Basketball Blokes is definitely the place to check out. But um, my team, with Cairns playing twice, um, playing four times in the first few rounds, I feel like Machado and Oliver are a lot for me, so my point guard, I've gone with Scott Machado. Um. Who have you gone? you got Machado as well?
1: Yeah, you got to go Machado. You've got to put him captain as well, probably.
0: I'm going with Oliver as captain. I, I might as well tell my my whole team at the moment. So my <laughs> point guard, Scott Machado, shooting guard, Donald Sloan, Deng Adele, small forward. And this is going to surprise a few people, all right? People may be questioning this one. But my starting power forward here, dang dang. all right? 0.25 He's Cheap as chips, but I think what he did in pre-season um, proves that he, he could be a really good good player this season for the Hawks. Plus, there's not as many good big men available that I think are worth their price to, from the Hawks, Adelaide, Cairns. Um, you know, I was, I was the signing between them, but at the end of the day, I don't have enough money, enough salary cap, so I have to go with Dang Dang. It's a risk I'm taking, but if it doesn't work out, i still got options to trade next week. Um, going with center, Cam Oliver, captain. Matt Machado and Oliver the must have I know they're expensive, but I'm going with them. Justinian Jessup, 6 man. Um Point guard, Josh Giddy off the bench. Um, Machado King, shooting guard off the bench. Ruben Tarangi, cheapy, 0.25. He's got to start. Big season for him. Harry Frawling. And Yanni Wetzel, he is should be on everybody's roster. Yanni Wetzel, I would be surprised if you don't have him as your backup center.
1: You're gonna the even a bit.
0: What's your team looking like, Aiden?
1: I've got Machado point guard captain. I've got Jesse Adele shooting guard ball forward. Ben Moore power forward. Double in the second week. Yep. Um, Kamala, and then Josh G is my six man. And oh, on the yeah. bench of Venus, I think this will play really well in the bullets. I've got DJ on the shooting guard. He can shoot the lights out if given the ball. Mahalo King's my backup small forward for Dengledale. And Deng is on my bench as a power forward. And Yanni Wetzel. Yanni Wetzel, yeah. I feel and like... the Page, by the way, you guys. It'll be right next to your predictions.
0: Yeah. So if you look at the, the stats centre on the NBL Fantasy, the most selected player is Jock Landau. So
1: <laughs>
0: I don't think he's still a lock because they don't play twice. But for one meal, he is worth the price. But I still think most people haven't changed their teams because of all the revised fixtures. Um, so maybe that will drop. The second is Jani Wetzel. As I said, he is the number one lock. Cheapest player in fantasy.
1: Don't start him. in
0: twice, second round. Plus, he's got to be an absolute gun.
1: Well, oh, yeah, with Daniel out now, he's going to get more minutes.
0: Exactly as well. That's why he's a must-have. So um, I think that's about it for, yep. the, for the inaugural podcast. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Um, feel free to give us suggestions of how bad we did, uh, how bad <laughs> our opinions are, because this is our first time. Hopefully we we'll get better at it. Um,
1: exactly. It's a work oh, in progress. Trust the process.
0: <laughs> trust the process. Just the process. Um, But let us know who we should interview in coming weeks. um, Any segments, etc. But Aiden, thank you very much for jumping on. And uh, see you guys next time.